0: Welcome to Speaking for Him. It's another wonderful Friday. I'm Dan Van Zalen, and here's your host, Andrew Gomminson. Uh, hello, uh, Dan. It's great, great to be with you, and, uh, I'm excited about this episode, and always very excited about every episode I do. Um, but as I often say, this is probably one of the most important episodes that I've ever done, and we're going to do a movie review of the movie Unplanned, which came out in theaters, uh, this last weekend. But more than just a review, uh, we're going to talk about some of the issues involved in the film and also about a special event that speaking for him and True Life Bible Church and Life Matters Worldwide and some other individuals as well as ministries are coming together to do to help the public get to see this movie. Because the message within it is so important. But before we dig deep, let's go to Dan for our quote of the day. I have been complicit in over 22,000 abortions. That is the weight of my guilt. How do I even begin to comprehend that? Abby Johnson. Okay, so this is a quote um, that stuck out to me from the film. Uh, it's Abby Johnson's life story, basically talking about how she went from being a Planned Parenthood um, director to realizing that she needed to turn around and um, go the other way and support life and actually support people getting out of the Planned Parenthood and um, working in the pro-choice movement. And if you've done any real studying of the pro-choice movement, it's not even really as much of a choice as they want you to believe and we will get more into that but first let's roll a trailer for the movie unplanned
1: abby johnson is in the other room here our first order of business is to present planned parenthood's employee of the year award abby johnson This is Abby. She's our newest volunteer escort. Abby, this is Cheryl Alessandro. I'd be the youngest director in Planned Parenthood history. You'll actually be in charge of the abortions at your clinic. I have a chance to make a real difference. No matter what you do
0: for the rest of your life, you're still going to be a baby killer.
2: The
3: only thing that's changed is you, Abby. Can you even hear yourself talk right now about these procedures? These are little babies.
1: I'm not going to apologize for doing a job that helps women in crisis. There's still part of me that isn't sure. I know. But the one thing that all experts agree on is that at this stage, the fetus can't feel anything. Sorry to bother you, but they need an extra person in the back room. Are you free? I saw it. It was like it was twisting and fighting for its life.
3: We commend the souls of these hundreds of children.
1: And Lord, we pray to end abortion.
2: I really appreciate what you've done for us. I'll not forget it.
1: Twenty-two thousand abortions. How do I even comprehend that? Rough day at the office. You can say that. You're
0: amazing,
1: you You can do it. It's your dad and me. You are our baby from the moment of
0: conception.
1: We are paying you to be a perfect instrument of corporate policy. We are an abortion provider. I can't be part of this anymore. Everything that they told us is a lie. Don't underestimate the repercussions of this. You gotta be careful. Rhonda, please, don't do this! Rhonda! Let me tell you what's gonna happen if you walk through that door. Congratulations. You make an enemy of one of the most powerful organizations on the planet.
0: All right. And there you have the trailer for the movie Unplanned. Um, and to begin this conversation, um, I just want to welcome Kyle Windmiller and Eric Verstrait to the studio. Eric Verstrait being the president of Life Matters Worldwide and Kyle Windermiller being uh, my contact at True Life Bible Church. Both of these men have a passion for life and a passion for the message of this film. So welcome, gentlemen.
3: Hey, thanks for
2: having us.
0: Andrew, thanks so much. Well, uh, I just want to start out. Kyle, why don't you start out by giving us a synopsis of this movie? Just give us a brief um, a review of what this movie is about.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Um, yeah. So this movie is a story of Abby Johnson. Um, she was a clinic director at Planned Parenthood for a number of years. Um, and she really was passionate, still is passionate um, for caring for women. And um, during the course of this movie, she thought she was doing a very good thing um, by helping women. Um, but she soon discovered um, after watching um, an ultrasound-guided abortion take place uh, in her. She was asked to help in the back, and um, she she saw that the baby was moving away, and she she um, she realized um, that being pro-choice and the dynamic of being pro-choice uh, is actually killing little babies.
0: Yeah, and and you know, it's kind of interesting because in the beginning of the movie she said, "My story, I forget the exact quote, but she said something like my story isn't exactly cut and dried um like you would think." And like it, it, she basically made the point that my story is unlike anything um, that you've ever seen and you need to know that up front. And I think that was good for her to that was good to point out because looking at it from a layman's point of view from somebody that's been pro-life my whole life. And I call myself super pro-life now because I spent 10 years working at right to life of Michigan. And I said within, you know, within two months of working there, I was 500% more pro-life than I was before I walked in the door, even though I had been raised pro-life. Um, so my thought is, you know, Going in, it kind of feels like, well, if she goes through an abortion, that should cause her to turn her back on abortion because, you know, the abortion procedures that she went through were awful, but it didn't. And then certain other things, you know, her her daughter, for instance, there's one point in the film where she sees blood on in her mom's shoes and she actually lies to her daughter and says it was because she was helping someone with a nosebleed when, in fact, it was the blood from unborn children. And so you would think, well, maybe at that point she would turn her back. But it just shows how sometimes God has us on a progressive journey, and we have to get to the point of being able to say, this is where it clicked for me. And for her, it was that ultrasound-guided abortion, because at that point she was able to see that the fetus, the baby, was actually fighting the instruments of its death saying, I don't want to die. I'm trying to get away from you. And so I think that was probably the biggest thing for me is just to see how, um, that's, that was her story. And I think it's so good to, to realize that ever, that we don't have cookie cutters going on. Um, everybody has a different story. And if we get into this mode that it has to be a certain way, then we're not going to be able to serve others because Everybody has a different way that they get to the place where they need to be. And um, for me, I was fortunate to grow up in a pro-life household um, that loved children. And I always tell people that my dad taught me two of the most valuable lessons in life. He taught me to love the Word of God, and he taught me to love children. And I'll always be grateful for those two lessons being taught to me. So, um but so, Eric, could I get some of your general thoughts for those who don't know, Kyle, Eric and I uh, were part of a pre-screening of this film uh, l- uh, last week. And so uh, we um, probably all have a lot of thoughts and we won't take too much time because we definitely want people to come out and see the film and, and see it for themselves. But what were your general thoughts after you watched the film, Eric?
2: I think this film is going to be really important for those in the church. Frankly speaking, the church needs to wake up uh, to what is going on with this particular issue. I think there's a lot of churches and even Christians out there who say that they're pro-life, but maybe they're just anti-abortion. Like they know abortion is wrong, but how pro-life are you and where are you willing to put your time, your talents, and your treasures behind a cause that really fights for life? I mean, if we're Christians, if we're believers in Jesus, Jesus is the best pro-life story that's out there. He gave his life for us, period, end of discussion. And I think when I saw this movie, what it did for me is it made me realize, um, first of all, the very specific nature of Planned Parenthood. The very specific nature of what it is that we're fighting. We're fighting for the lives of the unborn. This is not, this is not a political issue. And that's where a lot of Christians and a lot of churches unfortunately land. They say, well, we don't want to talk about it because it's a political issue. This is not a political issue. This is a moral issue and it's a spiritual issue. And we need to start fighting this battle on the moral ground and on the spiritual ground and the authority that we have. In Jesus Christ, who's the
0: best pro-life story there is. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that on a couple levels. First of all, um, there's this guy, I think his name is Frank. I forget his last name, but he's a very articulate man with Down syndrome. And he said, my goal, and he speaks all over the place. And he said, my goal is not to make abortion illegal. And at first you're like, well, is, shouldn't that be our goal? And he's like, no, my goal is to make abortion unthinkable. That's right. And and it's kind of like what you were talking about. We need to change the, the heart attitude. And also, Randy Heckman, uh, who was at the screening, many will know his name because he's been involved in ministry in West Michigan for many years. But he said that even as a Christian, he had to repent of a pro-choice attitude, a pro-abortion attitude. And he said that if we have a pro-abortion attitude, how can we expect the world to correct their pro-abortion actions? And I thought that was telling as well. Kyle, do you have any general thoughts about this film?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I, I just want to go off on that um, a little bit. Matthew 7, uh, verse 5, uh, says, You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. I think this is so telling of the church. You know, like we, like Eric was saying, we need to realize that we have the spirit of abortion in our church. We are mutilating our bodies so that we don't receive a blessing from God. And back in in the Bible times, they sacrificed their children on altars to the God of prosperity. And how do we think that we're not doing that now with birth control, contraceptives, and all of this is just an everyday part of the church. We We are all guilty of this, um, of this, you know, family planning and all these things. And we really have to open up our eyes and say, God, I trust you. Children are a blessing. I trust that they are a blessing and that they would be a blessing to me and that you would open and close the womb. So I think, yes, this hits, this movie hits home, um, in so many ways of, you know, trying to stop abortion. But how serious is the church to, and and how pro-life are we going to be? So I think this topic um, is, you know, this is a start. I think we need to realize that we need to give God of our first fruits, like Eric was saying. We need to be the church. We need to be the hands and feet of Christ. And we have to work together as the body of Christ because he said that we have the power over this through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives within us, and we need to make sure that we are being led by the holy spirit especially in these dark days
0: eric what would you say to someone who says i'm already pro-life i'm as pro-life as they come i love children why should i come see this film
2: well i think from a church perspective there is an abortion clinic here uh, in west michigan uh, and the abortionist um, said something very telling uh months and months ago to um a sidewalk counselor who had begun to have a relationship um with with him just a cordial relationship um and this this person asked the the abortionist um if he would ever come to church with her uh and the abortionist said to this to this woman uh, Mary I'll come to church with you when your church stops coming to me 60% Of women who go to abortion clinics, uh, statistics will tell us, come from a churched background. In other words, we're losing our own. If churched people would stop having abortions, those who have had church backgrounds, if they would stop having abortions, the abortion industry would lose $250 million in the next year. I don't know any other organization or any other company that if they lost 250 million dollars that would be able to survive i think the church needs to rise rise up winston churchill years ago was asked when he joined the fight um in uh, in world war ii do you think that you could beat the germans when you started in the war and he said no i don't think we i knew we couldn't beat the germans but if we could hold on long enough until the united states got involved then together we could beat the germans Those of us who are in the pro-life work are saying the same thing. People ask us, do you think you can beat the abortion industry? And the answer is no. But if we can hang on long enough until the church really gets involved, till the church gets involved, this movie needs to wake up the choir. It needs to wake up the church because this is a real issue. It's in our face. It's more politicized than ever right now with the crazy laws that are being, you know, uh, uh, put together in, in New York and Virginia. Uh, this is a real fight and I think the church needs to wake up to it. So that's why people need to go see the movie to see the truth so they can have the veils taken off of their eyes.
0: The, the night that we watched it, I, I often tear up in movies. My family will tell you I'm one of the most emotional people they know. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I can't get through very many movies that have even a scrap of emotion in them without crying. I'll be sitting and I'll, I'll read books. I like Christian novels and I'll read some of these Christian novels and I will cry almost like it's a real thing that's happening because that's how emotional I get. I ugly cried through this movie, but I, but I also said this after I watched it. I said, this movie will wreck you. But I said, some things need to wreck you. We, we mm-hmm. don't spend enough time wrecked before God. And, and especially in this issue, we need to be wrecked before God about this issue. And, uh, so I encourage everyone, regardless of how you think you feel about the issue of abortion, go see this film. Because if nothing else, it will ignite your fire about this issue like nothing else ever has. I I can guarantee you and the exciting thing about it is the lady that plays um Abby in the movie is a Spitfire herself. She has gone toe to toe with some Hollywood elites that are saying, you know, uh, you know, women need the right to choose and you know, the thing the thing that they don't understand is that they have a lot of right to choose. They just don't have the right to choose to end somebody else's life. So um, so there's a lot of exciting stories within the story of this film, and I just really think that you will enjoy it. I wanted to mention a couple stats that Matt Walsh brought out in his blog this week when he was referencing the film. He said, notably, in the, in the opening weekend, Unplanned, which had a $6 million budget, racked up a cumulative per screen average of $5,770 per screen, Edging out big, big budget flick, Captain Marvel, which had $152 million budget. Mm-hmm. Now, think about that right there. $6 million budget versus $152 million budget. One message that God is in mm-hmm. and another message that's void of God. If you have any question about God's power, um, just look at that statistic. And then also Unplanned has also dominated in audience reviews, scoring a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and earning an A-plus rating from CinemaScore. I bring these up only because it is very difficult for a movie to get high ratings on these websites. And yet people are waking up and saying, this is a well-done movie. This I've seen people in comment sections say I've dealt with Planned Parenthood. I've been in a Planned Parenthood. This is exactly how they act. So it's not like we're we're telling something that isn't happening. We are we are through this movie. They are (laughs) exposing the truth and you can argue with a lot of things, but you can't argue with someone's life story. And I think that's where a lot of the power is, because Abby Johnson is a real person. And she's still fighting the fight. She's helped over 500 people get out of the pro-abortion industry. And she um, is expecting her eighth child, too. Someone who, way back when she was working for Planned Parenthood, said she was going to be a (laughs) one-and-done. So the power of God is real in this film. So, um, well, Eric, you, you talked about the statistic about how the church is utilizing abortion clinics in alarming numbers. Are there any other shocking or interesting statistics you think we should be aware of?
2: Well, I think one thing that we need to mention too is uh, the, the other side of the issue um, with those who have already had abortions Um, because one in four women who are sitting in churches on Sunday mornings across the country, one in four women have had abortions. Those are staggering numbers. And so the church needs to ask themselves three basic questions, in my opinion. Number one, how are you How are you ready? How is your church ready to handle the unplanned pregnancy that's coming to your church? Number two, how are you walking with the walking wounded? How are you walking alongside those who are post-abortive? And number three, how are you educating your young people so they don't have to deal with either one of those two? I mean, the, the the statistics should speak for themselves. Um, that you know, sixty percent of women that are going into abortion clinics are from the church. Two hundred fifty million dollars would be lost if church folks would stop going and having an abortions. But to me, I come back to the comment from Thomas Gordon, the the abortionist here in in, uh, in West Michigan, who just said, "If I'll come to church with you when your church stops coming to me, this this is we are losing we're losing our own, and that is that is tragic." That is just that is just tragic. But to go back to the post-abort of women, what does compassion look like? Um, how can we step off of the judgment train that so often happens in churches and realize these women are hurting. Not even to mention the men that are out there. I mean, we haven't even talked about that side of the, the issue. We could do a whole show, Andrew, just on talking about men and the abortion industry and, and, and the, the men who this, these, this fatherhood that's being aborted who don't even
0: have any rights. Oh, absolutely. And even if you're a married man and your wife gets pregnant and she says that it's, that it's not the right time she could abort without, without your knowledge right. or consent because of the way the laws are to me that's staggering because it takes two to make a baby but in in the way the laws work it only takes one person's choice to destroy that baby
2: well it's it's interesting too andrew that when they gave this movie an r rating um which i think was just a ploy by uh the industry to try to get people not to see it the ironic thing and people have probably seen this on facebook that a woman can actually go and get an abortion at an abortion clinic without her parents consent but she can't go see this movie without her parents consent that to me is a very ironic turn of events
0: Oh absolutely. Well, think about it this way in in far simpler terms. Uh I work in a Christian school and in order for the kids to be able to take an aspirin or a Tylenol while they're in school, they have to be on a list that says they can have it. It has to say how often they can have it and it has to be has, have to, has to have a signature from a parent if they're a minor. So they have to get permission to have a simple pain relief pill, but they don't have to have permission in many cases to take the life of their child. Now we're getting a little better with that because more, more and more states are having parental consent come up, but this is what we have to deal with, folks. The fact that this very serious thing, like I had to watch a 20-minute video When I had my wisdom teeth extracted, talking about what could happen up to and including possibly death, and yet someone who is having a baby ripped out of their body doesn't have to see a video of what that would be like. Or of the consequences to them afterwards. Oh, absolutely. That was another thing that comes out in the movie. So I just encourage you to go see this movie, bring a friend, and that brings us to... One of the main reasons we're here is to talk about an outreach that is being planned. Um, as I said, speaking for him is, um, involved and so is Life Matters Worldwide and True Life Bible Church. So, um, Eric, why don't you give us a little bit of a synopsis of what this event's going to be like and when it is and all that good stuff.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Andrew. April 13th uh, is a Saturday. And uh, we have um, some business folks in the area who have uh, graciously decided to sponsor this event. We've rented out some theater space at uh, the Cinema, uh, the Celebration Cinema at Rivertown. Um, there will be multiple showings of this starting at 1045 in the morning and going all the way through the rest of the day. Um, if people want to connect, um, they can simply go to our website um, at lifemattersww.org. Again, that's lifemattersww.org. On the front page, there's a banner that says Unplanned, and they click that and it'll go directly to an Eventbrite page, and there they'll be able to sign up um, uh, for, for tickets, but We're, we're finding that these tickets are going really, really fast. Um, we're getting, we're getting probably more than halfway, um, from capacity where we're already at right now. Um, so we encourage people to still sign up, but we also encourage people that even if they can't come to this free event, because these gracious business owners are making this free, these tickets free, even if they can't come to this event, we still say it is worth the money to go and buy a ticket to see it. Um, even at Rivertown, there'll be movie theaters that'll be showing it that they can purchase tickets for. But this event is the 13th. There's a lot of, um, life affirming ministries that are getting on board for the day. Um, and we're just really excited about the, the, the momentum. I believe that this event and this movie is going to create both in the community and in the church. Um, and then people will be able to get involved afterwards. Um, and we're going to have w- specific ways that they'll be able to do that.
0: um, Kyle, can you talk a little bit about um what somebody can do to help you guys out as this event comes up?
3: Yeah, so um I think that it is so important for prayer. Um prayer for the people that are gonna be going to see this. You know, I, I know that this this has been stressed that we want people to see it. We wanna make it free uh for people to go and people that may not have um our same views you know um the the enemy has lied um to you know he's the great deceiver and so we really really want to encourage people to go to this movie um and and to be and if you can't make it please be in prayer or if you want to sign up uh in prayer uh you could probably go to matters uh uh .org. And sign up there or um, we'll probably make that available or send send something out about that. Um there is prayer cards going around town here at a few different churches um, for different times you can you can do do two hour uh stretches. They're gonna meet at the mall as well, and they're just gonna be walking around the mall and praying uh during that time for the viewers uh that are seeing this. Uh uh we we love people. You know, Eric and I are very passionate people and sometimes we can come across as pointing fingers, look, we are not here to do this. We, we want to say to our community, we love you and we love the pre-born children of this community. And, um, I think we really need to rise up during this time. So prayer is absolutely huge. There's also going to be some volunteering going on for just facilitating the event tickets and, and, um, we have a group of people, uh, led by Eric again to get counselors, train counselors there to be able to handle, um, handle some of the crowds and uh we're just opening that invitation up after each uh movie uh we're opening the invitation if if the movie moves them in any way that that there will be people up front um so just prayers for that that we can have some good uh dialogue some good um uh, and just get people involved i think that that's the biggest thing you know we we have to rise up right now we can't just sit around and watch other people do it um God calls each and every one of us, and He's given us specific uh, talents uh, and abilities, and we have to use them to bring glory to Him. And I just look at this whole thing is, you know, we are all created in God's image. Yet the devil, the devil, the enemy wants to destroy this image, and He's doing this so much through abortion. And I just think we, the church, we have to stand up, rise up, love these people. Better than anyone else. We have to love them the way that Jesus Christ loved us. He for, He forgave us. He forgave us our sins, uh, and He brought us uh, to redemption. And He He just loves us so much that we just need to be um, have that same kind of compassion in our lives.
0: Okay. Now there has been some concern uh, voiced by multiple people about the age appropriateness of this film. So Eric. Could you speak to that and what your thoughts are as far as what what would be around kind of generally speaking the youngest children that you would um bring to see this?
2: Andrew, that's a such a great question. Um let me speak on it from two two fronts. One um from a personal perspective uh um I have six boys um from the ages of 17 down to three and a half. Um, I'm clearly not going to bring my three and a half year old. Um, however, I am, um, very much, um, going to be bringing my 17 year old, my 15 year old, and my 12 year old to the movie. Um, my 10 year old, uh, we've considered, but we think that, uh, some of the concepts may go over his head a little bit. Um, I do not think, um, that it's too, it's, it's graphic from the sense that it's, that it's real and it's raw. Um, But I think that's a parent's choice that they need to make. Um, There's certainly some parents will say, well, I want to protect my son or daughter's innocence. And and I can deeply respect where people are coming from for that. So from a personal perspective, I would say anything um, over 13, 12, 13, I think would would be very appropriate. Um, I would say don't go see the movie. Um, to think you're just going to, to have a good time and a family night out at the movie. I need, you need to, you need to be prepared to watch it and then you need to be prepared to debrief it with your kids. This is not a let's go see it and not talk about it. This is going to have a lot of questions. They're going to have a lot of questions. Exactly. Dan. And we're, we're also, you need to be able to block out that time to be able to talk about it afterwards. So to answer your question specifically, I think anything above 12, um, I think would be appropriate, but each parent needs to decide that for themselves. Oh,
0: absolutely. And I only say that just because, like I said, it, it, it wrecked me emotionally. I'm, I'm saying that I needed to be, I needed to be woken. I needed to have those thoughts going through my mind. I needed it to, to not allow me to not share the message. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that I learned from this film is that you have to share the message. And I also think that it did a really good job of showing the humanity of the people that work for Planned Parenthood, because a lot of times we like to think, well, they're the enemy. Um, they're just totally a hundred percent evil and we just need to avoid them at all costs. And what really turned Abby gradually for, from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, was people that came to the fence outside her abortion clinic and talked to her and cared about her as a person. There were there were fringe people that would dress as the Grim Reaper or would call her a baby killer whenever she went into work, but those aren't the people that reached her. The people that reached her were the people that said, we're praying for you. They might have even commented on her nice outfit or her, her new pair of shoes, just normal stuff to show that they cared about her as a person rather than simply um, just cared about getting her to stop doing abortions. And interestingly enough, Dr. Anthony Levitino, who plays an abortionist in the film, is a former abortionist, and his testimony is very similar. There was a lady that came to his abortion clinic almost every week for years, and all she would do is bring him a plate of cookies and tell him that God loved him. And it took years and years of her doing that until he finally went through a personal tragedy in his own life and realized that he had to turn his back on abortion. So everybody's journey is different. And um, we want the hearts of the abortionist as much as we want the hearts of the women. To be perfectly honest, because Christ died for them as well. That's right. So that's an important thing for us to keep in mind. Um, so, so I got a question for the three of you. Yes. What lessons did you get from this film? Well, I think the biggest lesson that I got, like I, I've said a couple of times, is everybody's on a different journey. Because one of the interesting things about um Abby is when she marries her husband that she has now, because she had a marriage that ended in divorce. But when she marries her husband that she has now, he was ardently pro-life. And some people have made the comment that if he was pro-life, why not just make her leave Planned Parenthood? But the thought I had was if he had that stance where he told her, said, I forbid you to work there, she probably would have divorced him and kept working there. Uh But what he did do is he loved her. He prayed for her. He was patient and he left it to God. And he was there to support her when she left. And so even though I might not agree with all of his decisions within that, I, I thought the the idea of loving and supporting someone who disagree, who you disagree with vehemently on an issue is so important. Now, on the flip side, no matter how loving we can be, sometimes when we're talking about the truth, people will still hate us because they're haters of the truth. But I think that was a big lesson that I learned.
2: I think for, for me, Dan, the biggest lesson is that we cannot remain silent. Uh, and secondly, I think, you know... To to speak to what Andrew was saying, you know the faithfulness of people who have been on their knees uh, in prayer. Um, it, it makes me just want to continue to make sure that I myself and my family um, are continually praying, not only for the women who are walking into those centers and the families that they represent, but to pray for those who are in the industry, who are in the abortion industry. They are prisoners of war. They are not the enemy. They mm-hmm. are prisoners of war and their eyes are veiled to what the truth is. They believe that they are providing health resources to people and they don't, they have not. Like Abby was, she was veiled. She thought she was giving good health, uh, education and good health resources to women. Uh, and until that veil was opened and then she saw the reality of what was going on. So we need to pray. For those workers, we need to pray for, for Dr. Gordon, who is the abortionist here in West Michigan. We need to pray for those workers at Planned Parenthood because they are prisoners of war, and we cannot remain silent in the church anymore. Yeah,
3: and Dan, I would just say that this movie just really solidified for me that, you know, if if we look at Jesus, um, he was the greatest leader of all times, and he led by service, he always led by serving others. And, and I just, I think it is so important, um, to have joy. Um, Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. I think this is so important. And we need to lead. God called us to lead by following the Holy Spirit and service to the King. And so this, this film just reminded me, look, we need to stand up. Like Eric's saying, like Andrew's saying, we, the church, need to stand up. We need to rise up at this moment in our history, and we need to serve. We need to serve God. We need to be a part of this battle. Uh, he He allows us to be a part and have that blessing in our life to be a part of this, to think about others uh, and to just uh, get alongside these people and to love them, to have that compassion on them. Um, and we, we need to stop worrying about ourselves so much and start worrying, uh, or start fearing the Lord more in our lives and just having his kind of heart, his
0: compassion, his hands, his feet. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, we will come back to you for some final thoughts, but I just wanted to share a couple more things. First of all, I want to share a letter from Abby herself on, uh, that she shared um, about the, specifically pertaining to the R rating and how she feels about that. She says, Dear Parents, I want to take a few minutes before my movie Unplanned comes out in theaters to talk to you, mom to mom, parent to parent. As you know, the movie re- received an R rating from the MPAA, and I imagine that you that might make you nervous about allowing your children to see it. Setting aside that it feels a little weird to have a movie about my life, and even weirder to be told that my life is rated R, I want to tell you as a mother what you can expect from the film. The movie does not have profanity. The Lord's name is not taken in vain or disrespected. There's no nudity, no immodesty, and certainly no sex or suggestive moments. None. So why the R rating? For two scenes. Two scenes that the movie team was determined to recreate accurately, at my insistence. Computer-generated imagery... Uh, recreation of what I saw on the ultrasound screen when I assisted in the abortion procedure that convinced me of the humanity of the unborn. You will see what I saw. A baby on an ultrasound screen in black and white 2D. You will see an abortion instrument which looks like a big straw in real life and like a dark line on the ultrasound introduced onto the screen. You will see the baby struggle against it. You will see the baby first slowly then quickly disappear into the instrument as it go, as it does what it is designed to do. It is important for you to know that this was a CGI recreation and not footage from a real abortion. But it sure looks like what I saw. I think this scene is so important for teenagers and older children to see because it tells the truth about what our culture keeps trying to insist is a right and a freedom. No one will be able to see this scene and then say they don't know the truth about abortion. The second scene that was cited for the R rating is a... Scene that recreates my awful experience with the abortion pill. Ashley, the actress who plays me, did a fantastic job capturing both my physical pain and my fear. I won't lie to you. That scene shows some blood. In real life, I hemorrhaged so badly that I thought I was going to die. The movie captures that without being gratuitous or or gory. I think the producers walked the line well. The rest of the film is not as intense as these two scenes... It will make you laugh, make you cringe, make you gasp, make you cry, and make you cheer. All the things that a good movie should. The difference with Unplanned is that it has the potential to change and save lives in the process. So should you take your kids to see this movie? I can't decide for you, but I will tell you that my 12-year-old daughter will see it. I can tell you my friends who have pre-screened the film plan on bringing their 10, 11, and 12-year-olds along when they're teenagers to see it, and I hope you do the same. Our children are of the generation who is being lost to abortion. This is personal for them, too. They are likely to hear and see more graphic content in most school health classes. I guess what I'm trying to say is the movie is authentic. Yes, it's a movie about abortion, but even more so, it's a movie about the truth of forgiveness, repentance, (laughs) and redemption, because that is what the story of my life is really about mm. see you at the movies, Abby. Mm. And then I want to play a video clip very quickly. Um, contemporary Christian singer um, Francesca Battistelli did a did a short video promotion um, for this film, and I just wanted to play that for my listeners. Hey,
1: friends, Francesca Battistelli here, and I just wanted to take a second and talk about the film Unplanned. You guys, this film is so important. I cried multiple times as I watched this movie, um, especially as a mom of four. um, Just truly, I think we hear about abortion all the time and we know it's so normalized in our country. It's so normalized in 2019. Um, But this film takes that normalization away. Um, If this is something that is even the slightest bit on your heart, um, to see, you know, this change in our country then this film is going to be an amazing tool for you and for your friends and your family and your neighbors I just challenge you to invite people to it I challenge you to um not be shy about talking about this film because it is so important and it's going to change lives so I'm honored to have one of my songs from my new album in this movie and um like I said just got emotional so many times watching this film but it is such a good good thing um I wouldn't take kids to it, but I would watch it and take all of your friends and neighbors and coworkers and family. All right. That's all I'm going to say. You guys are the best. Go see Unplanned.
0: All right. Well, that was Francesca Battistelli um, giving her endorsement and, and mini review to the film. And uh, I really appreciated that because I'm a big Francesca Battistelli fan. One day I hope to interview her, um, but that's going to have to wait for another time. <laughs> Um, maybe this podcast will go viral. She'll hear it, and she'll want to uh, get into the studio with us. We'll see. But anyway, um I have thoroughly enjoyed having um, Kyle and Eric here, and I think it would be fitting if we would end this podcast in prayer. Um, so, Eric, would you lead us in prayer?
2: Father God, we come before you in the powerful, mighty, and authoritative name of Jesus. We're grateful, Lord, that you give us life to uh, take a breath each and every day. We thank you for the uniqueness that you give to each one of us. So, Lord, we pray um, right now for women who may be standing outside of abortion clinics at this moment, Lord, and we ask that something happens that changes their hearts. Father, we pray for the church, and we pray that you waken up your bride, Lord, that they may see what is going on. Lord, we thank you for this movie. We thank you for Abby. We ask that you bless her, Lord, and bless her family. We ask that you bless this event, Lord, that's coming up on April 13. Father, we just ask for safety. We ask for security for all those who will be involved. Father, but we also pray for those who are on the other side, who are prisoners of war, who have their eyes veiled to the truth of what's happening. So, Lord, unveil their eyes. Bring many out of the abortion industry. And use this movie to do that, but use this movie, Lord, also to wake up the church. We thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, and your continued love in our lives. We ask this in your name, and we'll be careful to give you all the honor
0: and the praise for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are very excited about what God is doing and is going to do through this film. Um, Like Eric said, hopefully... If nothing else, it opens up the dialogue in a way that it hasn't opened it up in, in the past. Um, because, you know, a lot of times we all have a tendency to speak to things we don't know about. But when you see something, uh, that informs you in the powerful way this film does, uh, you will be informed and you'll be able to, to speak to it from a place of being informed. So I will make sure that, um, uh, I put, Eric's website with the link to the uh, unplanned event on the blog, on my blog post for this episode. So make sure that you click on the blog and you, you find that information there. We'd love to see you out. Um, And if you, and if you uh, don't want to go to the event, but you want to be there at the mall praying with us, I'm going to try to be there as much of the day as I can. Uh, this is an important thing for me. So I, I hope that you will, um, join us, and I think that's about all I have time for at this time, but thank you, Eric and Kyle, for being in the studio, and uh, I hope that you guys all have a great weekend, and that, as always, you keep serving the best of Masters.